they're just, they're just they're sorry. Just, no, I mean, can't hear ourselves because Craig's drilling or something in the background. <laughs> Where's he gone? I don't know. Just just chopping some firewood. Maybe this, he's, thought, he's thought about the Browns and he's just thought, you know what? I can't do it. <laughs> you good? Oh, you didn't wait for me. I was I was saying I'm going just so you could carry on. Yeah, yeah. But it's just you know, hearing you chopping. You can your, kind of hear what you were doing. Hearing you chopping your oh, firewood, really? mate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's the 19th episode of the Long Snapper podcast. I've just got back from being out. I'm a little bit flustered, so apologies if I come across like that. We've got Craig, Adam, and Mark in the house. How are you doing, fellas? What's happening? Good, good evening. Um, I think we'll start with a quick update of our latest gambling venture. We didn't win an accumulator this week. Um, I changed my mind and bet on the Jets to beat the Dolphins. Wow. Instead of the Chiefs, so blame me. I'm not that fast. We need to make our picks for this week and bang them on Twitter. So if we can be across that this week, that'd be good. Mark, you've done a quiz for us this week. Yeah, um, hope it's not too complicated. Um, but that we'll means it's going it to be without. Doubt. <laughs> Um, so it's based very loosely, very loosely, around popular ITV game show Family Fortunes. Um, <laughs> Love Family Fortunes. Love Family Fortunes. <laughs> um, basically, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a topic, and it's it's all based on it's a top ten. So I'm going to give you a topic for that top ten on the buzzer, and I will say the topic and shout out your name as the buzzer, and you've got to give me one of the answers from that top ten. If you get it right. You choose if you want to either play or pass, much as they did in Family Fortunes. And if you pass, you can nominate one of the other guys. Um, <laughs> that that person has to then name the other nine people on that list. Mark, listen, I want to tell you right now, I have high expectations of this game. This yeah. <laughs> also, this we're going to have time to do anything else in this podcast. Great. Yeah, I am looking forward to this game. This game Good. better be shit hot, mate. It's, that is I, I a phenomenal so. idea. Let's go. So you I'm got absolutely got not, not talking about anything else that we were planning to talk about and mm. just doing this for an hour, hour and a half. This game sounds okay. great. I didn't, I've full disclosure, <laughs> I didn't listen to the rules there because I was playing around with the microphone levels. So I might be a little bit off the eight ball on this quiz. So this first, first topic is the NFL Network top 100 players of 2016. So last season, as chosen by the players themselves, the top 10. Go. Dougie. Dougie, go. Give me an answer. Number one, JJ Watt. JJ Watt was on the list, correct? Um, you got a play or pass? We'll go with. So you playing? Yeah, yeah, I'm playing. Tom Brady. Tom Brady is on the list, was number two. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, correct, number six. Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown is correct, number four. Lev Bell. <laughs> Is incorrect. You've got four of the ten. Four of the ten. Got a timer on this bitch. Top ten. Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson is correct. Number five. Earl Thomas. Three. <coughs> is incorrect. That's your second life gone. You've got one more. Julio Jones. Julio Jones is correct. Number eight. He has four le- four names left on the list. All right. There's got to be another defensive player, but I just can't. Richard Sherman. <coughs> 
Sherman is incorrect. That's your lives gone. I'm going to hand it over to the boys. Who's you can you can buzz in if you want to. Three, two, one, go. Craig. Craig. Give me a name. Cam Newton. Cam Newton is number one. Correct. <laughs> so, uh, Craig, you stole the point. One point for Bam. you. Congratulations. Uh, the, the other three players you could have had were Luke Keachley, Rob Gronkowski, or Odell Beckham Jr. Next topic. on Fingers on the buzzers. The current NFL fantasy football leading season point scorers for players not including quarterbacks. You buzzed in. I need an answer. De DeMarco Murray. Michael Murray is correct. He's number three with 155 points. Do you want to play or pass? I'm regretting this already, so I'm gonna I'm gonna pass. Nominate who you're gonna pass to. Craig, have a go. Go on. Craig's in. Ezekiel Elliott. Elliott is correct. Number four. Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon is correct. Number one. No callbacks. Uh, uh, Julio Jones. Julio Jones is correct. Number five. Shady. Sean McCoy is at number eight. That is also correct. Five to get. Answer? Uh, uh, Freeman? Freeman is incorrect. Oh, one, life, one life gone. Coleman? Incorrect. Uh, oh, David Johnson. Fucking hell. Okay. David Johnson. David yeah, Johnson is number Johnson. two. Um, you have four remaining. And you've got, you've got no lives left. Uh, uh, Gronk. Incorrect. Yeah. Hand over. Doug or Craig on the buzzers. Three, two, one, go. Doug or Craig? I've... Craig, sorry. Doug or Adam? Dougie. Dougie, go. The Denver Broncos defense. Incorrect. Oh. Adam, over to you. Philadelphia Eagles defense. Also incorrect. Boom. Bang. Hands Boom. back over. Point to Craig. The answers that you are missing are Matt Forte. Mike Evans, McGarrett Blunt, and Frank Gore. McGarrett yeah, Blunt. Never would have got Gore. Forte. Wow. He's come from nowhere. Yeah. Um, okay. Next, next sub, next topic for you all. Fingers on the buzzers. The all-time NFL rushing yards leaders. Dougie. Three, Emmett Smith. Two, one. Emmett Smith is correct. <laughs> Number one. Okay, Number I'll one. pass that over. Um, who are you going to pass to? Craig. 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 Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. All time, yeah? All time. All right. Uh, LT. Uh, is Ladenia Tomlinson. Yes, number five. Peterson. Is incorrect. What oh, I've got. Shit. Um, Bo. Like Bo Jackson. Yeah. Incorrect. Two lives gone. Sounders. Barry Sanders, yes, number yes. three. There's loads. Ju oh, no, maybe not. No, no, there's a loads. There's loads. That's a thing. <laughs> uh... Answer? No, you got to buzz him out, man. I think that's, I think that's a buzz. Yeah, I've got no one. Adam, Adam. Adam, yes, you're in. Eric Dickerson. <laughs> Eric Dickerson <laughs> is correct. Number Easy. seven. That is a point over to Adam. Sorry. Doug, I felt like a point cheap of steal. You got the point in the second round. I can't remember. It was Craig. Me. I'm yeah. leading here. Good stuff. Okay, so the names you missed in that one. Number two, Walter Payton. Hey, obviously. Uh, Kurt, yeah, Curtis yeah. Martin, Craig. Yeah. Um, Jerome Bettis, you didn't get. Tony Dorsett, Frank Gore, and Jim Brown. Yeah, they were hot. Jim Brown, that's another one. I should 
Right, final round then. Cups scores on the doors. Craig's leading with two, then Adam with one. Doug, yet to score. Largest current NFL contracts by total value. Adam. Adam, okay, give me an answer. And I paid attention to the rules, so in exactly what I'm going to do, I'm going to say Von Miller. Von Miller is correct. Do you want to play? And then, I'm going to, then I'm going to pass it over to Dougie. Oh, you Dougie. Good, man. Well, um, <laughs> okay, Von Miller. Adam, you, that, um, you beauty. Right, Doug. I figured look. this game out. Other nine top value NFL contracts. Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck, number one. Some of these were a surprise to me. That's going to help him. The <laughs> Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco is number four. Yeah. Okay, that helps. So Joe Flacco, so then Tannehill. <laughs> Tannehill is incorrect. Ugh. Andy Dalton. One life gone. Andy Dalton is correct, number six. So most of them are going to be quarterbacks. Andrew, um, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is correct, number nine. Cam Newton. <laughs> Cam Newton is incorrect. Julio Jones. Julio Jones is incorrect. I'll throw it over. Craig. JJ Watt. JJ Watt is incorrect. Oh, Adam, I'll go with Mr. Andrew Breeze. Drew Breeze is incorrect. Dougie, it's your points. Yes. But well, I still win. Yeah. Just that you missed. That. Ones that you missed, and the two at the top that were the surprises for me, and why I was saying to you, don't necessarily think about people who got them recently. It's not. It's what second is Jay Cutler. And Matt Ryan is my other one. I'm is, thinking Matt, Matt Ryan's also wrong. Third is Colin Kaepernick, yeah. 126 million dollars. Uh, you also could have had Larry Fitzgerald, uh, 120 million. Uh, Dominican Sue, 114 oh, million. Yeah. And Tony Romo, 108 yeah. million. Dollars. Shit. So there you go. Craig, for a backup. Cheers for that, Mark. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Know, I still am none the wiser as to who won that, but um... Craig won. Craig got two points. Uh, beat yourself and Adam both with one. Well done, Craig. Here's some music Craig. for you. Um, that's that. That took nearly 20 minutes. So brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> There's uh, a lot of work for four points. Right? Yeah. <laughs> let's get into the game, shall we? Um, and let's talk about the most one-sided game that I've certainly ever seen, which was the Cleveland and Dallas game. An absolute fingering for the Browns. They're shit, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, royally shit. Ter <laughs> terrible side the Cleveland Browns are. Just they've got there's nothing good about them. Um their their baseball team even managed to throw away the World Series. It's just everything is bad about that place. It's a good job they can play basketball. It's like football goes there to die. Football goes there to die. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I um saw quite they seem to constantly be cut into that game on red zone and every time they did Dallas looked like they were scoring or Cleveland were doing something utterly stupid. One one thing I wanted to say about the Cowboys, they're, they're putting teams away, obviously, but if you look at the games they've played so far, they've, they've they lost to the Giants first game of the season, but they've beaten the Redskins, the Bears, the 49ers, the Bengals, uh, the Packers, uh, the Eagles and the Browns. Now, I know they're 7-1, and one, but that Slater games, there's three, four gimme games in there, 
and they weren't really tested today, were they? Or, or on Sunday, were they? That that was a, a bit of a non-event for them, really. Yeah, no. I, I mean, I don't think that game tells us anything we didn't already know about either the Cowboys or the Browns. It seemed to be utterly, utterly pointless, other than amending the records to where everybody thought they would go at the start of the day. Maybe, maybe we should move on from the Browns to that guy. I mean, they seem to have hit rock bottom now. Um, but in this season in the NFL, it seems like you're just constantly talking about one shithouse team after the next. And um, two more that fit the bill nicely are the Niners and the Saints. Um, they served up an offense-only display this this week, and it didn't feel very NFL-y, did it? It seemed like sort of an exhibition arena ball game with just really, really poor defense and lots and lots of points. Yeah, I thought Kaepernick looked decent to begin this game. Um, I think I stuck something on Twitter to say that he was looking actually like an NFL quarterback again, um, but was in the first half anyway, looked pretty good. Um, a lot of yards, but against the Saints defense, how much do you actually learn about him? It's Neither, neither, neither of these teams are particularly great. The Saints can put up a lot of points um, passing, but... Yeah, it's just it's two two more teams that aren't gonna aren't gonna do anything come the end of the season. I'm actually gonna throw this out there. I'd, I'd be even more unhappy if I was a 49ers fan than being a Browns fan. Kaepernick can't bring myself to like any of his play. Um, he just seems to well regress significantly, and I don't I don't know quite how that's going to work. But their their defense. They're just stopping nothing. It's the worst I mean, defense they're, they're, ever. It's the worst defense I've ever seen. And I, 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 I tweeted that I thought I thought it was going to finish two hundred to one hundred and ninety-seven after overtime. It, it, there it was just no, quite no defense at all. It was shocking, absolutely shocking. Um, at, at least the Browns, in comparison, seem to have a coach who has potential to do something. They've got draft picks coming up. In theory, there's more to be optimistic about. It's a it's all relative, I know, but as a for the 49ers, they just don't seem to be doing anything in the right direction, and they're rock bottom already. The Vikings skid continued. I don't know if you saw it. it prompted me to post my first ever GIF on Twitter. My first first ever game time GIF on Twitter. You're a bastard for a GIF, doggy. Oh, I love a GIF. But um, if you saw the the game winning play by Golden Tate, the coverage and the tackling that led to the game-winning touchdown I have never seen if if it happened for the Watford cheaters against the Cambridgeshire Cats the guy that missed the tackle would be led out of the the field summarily executed in the background in the in the changing rooms and never spoken to ever again for a start um not gonna ring my own bell but called this a couple of weeks ago about the Vikings being shit I, I thought fair enough to Golden Tate um, in that he managed to control his feet to start going out of bounds. But I quite agree with you. The the coverage, he was in uh, essentially double covered. The first guy decides that he's just going to smash him into the out of bounds as hard as he possibly can and misses it completely. And then the second guy tackles worse than my four-year-old son would be able to do. Both should be ashamed of themselves. Couldn't couldn't agree more with that. I'd, I'd look at, it's not just the Vikings. I think it's a NFL-wide issue with tackling. they as a sport, they do so much right. The NFL leads the way in all sorts of ways. But just take a little look at rugby. I mean, you, you know more about this than me, Dougie. But, you know, actually grab onto people to tackle them rather than just go for the big hit that as a percentage play, you're, you're going to miss some of them. You're going to look stupid. 
and what happened to actually holding on to somebody and bringing them down. As I've said I've before, defensive players are idiots. <laughs> I've seen a bit of coverage about this and some analysis fairly recently where they were talking about tackles and the amount of missed tackles that are going on. And it's because, so so I've seen, is the fact that it, because the way that, because the rules have changed in the game from the way that you're allowed to hit people now, it always used to be that NFL players were coached to hit people as hard as they can with their ha- with their head. And now that's all changed. They're having to almost learn a different way of tackling. Um, and it means that they're for having to think about what they're doing. And it means that they they can't just barrel into players and smash into them as hard as they can. Um, and so as a result, there's a lot of like, they don't know what they're doing. And then when they do go low, people are jumping over them. Yeah, t- tackle technique in the NFL is the the worst I've ever seen at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, look, I'm not, I'm not a tackler. I play a bit of rugby, but I'm not a tackler. I'm a, I'm an inspector of rucks. I sort of, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm a scrum half. I run up to him, I look at him, and then I go, "Oi, big bloke, come in here and do that." I'm going over there. But um, yeah, tackling tackling is pretty poor at the moment. Running on the another team like the Vikings are sort of slipping into mediocrity. Are the Steelers? I'm not too sure why it keeps happening with the Steelers, but my my opinion is that um, big. Big Ben is actually one of the most arrogant men in professional sport and is actually hindering his team rather than helping them by these miraculous injury recoveries. That's harsh, mate. You can't fucking say that. Like, well, you can. He, he clearly he, wasn't he, right he, on he, Sunday. Yeah, fine. But it's not his job. His job as a quarterback of the team is the minute he thinks and every elite sportsman needs to believe he, he is the best option. He feels that that he can play. So I'm going to put myself available. It is the coach's responsibility to say, you're not fit, you're not ready. And, and you know, it's been a problem with the Steelers and I don't think you can blame me, Ben. I want a quarterback who's ready to go out and is, is, ready, to play, is ready to play and is willing to play. But Ben clearly wasn't right. And actually, as an interesting statistic, I heard, returning from injury, Big Ben is two and six. So it maybe indicates that actually he does come back too early and that has to fall on Tomlin. You have to say, I appreciate the fact you want to put yourself out there, but you're not right. Or Tomlin believes he still gives him the best chance to win. The NFL is the only sport in the world where players play knowingly not 100%. That's nonsense. It's Every not. Sport. No, no, it's Every not. Every sport does that. It's absolutely not. Football has missed that, multiple that weeks over the most minor of injuries. There's no way you, you are not the same athlete if you're performing at 90%, let alone 80 or 70. There's no you way. You go to combat sports and every person in training camp leading up to a fight has some sort of injury. Nobody is able to compete all the time at 100%. It's not possible. You're always going to have a knock. You're always going to be having a niggle. You want the players. Look, you know, Craig, look at, at your fight in a minute. Any sport... Where you had knee surgery, you would not be coming back from knee surgery after twelve days. You just wouldn't. No, yeah, that's I'm not I'm, right. And Ben's doing that, that and his force of character is dictating. He's dictating to the Steelers. I'm playing. I'm the quarterback. I'm playing. I want to be, and I think it's a hero complex with him. He wants to be the hero, and he wants to come in and say, "Look, I'm playing injured. I'm hurt. I'm doing this for the team." But actually, he's he's hindering the team. I wonder if a lot of that is because players actually, there's so much criticism for players for not playing hurt in the NFL. Jay Cutler gets it all the time. He picks up, he picks up a knock and he goes out and everyone says, oh, what a pussy. 
Um, but he is a it pussy, may, but well, maybe. But then you've got the other argument of everyone. Like, if someone actually is genuinely injured and doesn't play, there's no one saying, "Well, that's actually the right thing to do." I'll tell you what. I've, I've, we've seen Big Ben play hurt. I don't know how many times. Well, eight according to your stat, Craig. But return that from, rushing. He's probably played for him. Uh, Yeah, no, a lot more than that. Sure. Um, that rushing touchdown that he scored, it just reminded me of big guy with football. A, an offensive lineman like recovers a fumble and is charging towards the end zone. It, it just looked, he looked not, not himself at all, not even close to being, not even a, a hurt Big Ben. A coaching staff and a strength and conditioning staff will say he's not right, but he, if he's... And rightly so, he's got himself into a position with that franchise where he can say, no, I'm playing, but he does it and he's hindering the team. Do you it's, think Tom Brady, not... uh, unfit Tom Brady, could tell Bill Belichick he's playing if Bill che- Belichick knew he wasn't fit? Brady, six Super Bowls, four rings. He says, I'm playing. If he's not fit, does Belichick let him play? Uh... It's up to Donald Trump now, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Dougie, does he let him play? I think he does. Hell no. Bill Belichick. He says, Tom, you'll be back next week, son. It's not just Big Ben, though, is it? There's other issues at the Steelers. Yeah. Oh, well, listen, 10 10 punts of the first 12 possessions. This is an explosive offense that has gone... Zero running It's only an explosive offense if Roethlisberger's fit. Roethlisberger being there doesn't like mean that Levell runs for 32 yards total. Have, having, yeah, exactly. having, yeah, but it does because it changes the way the defense plays. Losing having, having the ghost of Ben Roethlisberger standing behind centre does not give you the right oh. to be able to throw for three hundred yards a game. You've still got, you've still got to be a threat to throw. Otherwise, the defense changes the way it plays. Well, it wasn't as though he wasn't a threat. He still had Rogers got one hundred and three yards, and um, AB got eighty-five yards. It wasn't as though he was doing nothing. Yeah. That's it. He's still three for 264 yards and a touchdown. It's not bad. There are, there are other problems there. But he's obviously not right. Okay. More QB news. Jared Goff's got to be pretty bad, hasn't he? Mate, I blame Jeff Fisher. Listen, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? How is... I don't understand how this kid is not playing. From what, I, from what, I've, from what I've read... A lot of it is down to the fact that they they've obviously drafted him thinking that he was the most NFL ready quarterback of the bunch, and he's come in and can't call plays at the line of scrimmage, can't chase plays at the line of scrimmage, doesn't know how to call plays in the huddle because he's never had to do it before, and he's struggling to get that concept right, and that's why Jeff Fisher isn't putting him in. But I mean, you would think with the offense that they're producing, did they? I think they've gone something like six quarters up to this game without scoring a touch, without scoring a point. Uh, how bad has he got to be? I mean, Jesus. Is is it not Les Snead's fault to a certain extent? Is it, is it not his job to look at him in college and say, well, is is this guy NFL ready? Because he's yeah. he's clearly it's not even close. I mean, some of those things are true. But I don't even think it's a case of. NFL ready. I mean, you simplify an offense. We've seen it happen a hundred times. You, if if he can't quite grasp a wide playbook, then you make it a bit simple. You bet him in. I don't understand it. They four times this season they scored ten points of less, which is um, the most in the NFL. You, it is after going there with so much buzz. At what point did you say Keenum has to be this bad, 
or at least show that he's got a very low ceiling before you're going to blood Goff. Give him a third quarter. Give him a fourth quarter. If he does all right, he plays next week. I don't understand it. Mental. Jeff Fisher said this week that he doesn't look over his shoulder um, in response to claims that he might be feeling the pressure for his job. How one-eyed and arrogant does a bloke have to be to keep coaching teams that are this mediocre and not feel pressure? That Rams team is just about as mundane and one of my favourite ways. It's a moribund franchise, isn't it? It just... it it. <laughs> Constantly sets new There's levels Alan of mediocrity. Exactly. Um, De- dead or dying, Doug. Dead or dead, dying. Dead, dead or dying. <laughs> I, I said in preseason that I think Jeff Fisher is is just Mister Seven and Nine. He, I think, in his entire coaching career, has had something like four winning seasons. Um, he he's just not a good head coach. And he can bang on about like, you know, he even kind of knows it himself when he's talking in preseason about we can't keep doing this seven and nine bullshit or whatever it is he says. He clearly knows. And the thing what I don't understand is the fact that he's clearly got the backing of that franchise because they've brought in Goff, who is clearly a bit of a project. So if they're they, I can't understand why you bring in Goff and then sit him and then sack the head coach, because then you're giving the project to someone else who might not necessarily want him. I don't understand it. Jeff Fisher is as average a head coach as they get, and he probably, probably should be looking over his shoulder because, man, if if they have another seven nine or worse season, he's getting the boot. Yeah, look, let's let's get off the Rams because all we're doing is talking about crap. We're just talking about the rubbish element. We talked about the Browns. We talked about everything bad about the NFL this week. Let's talk about something pretty good. Um, what a game this was? And the Seahawks Bills. Now, full disclosure. I'm taking your word for it that this game was good because I haven't seen any of it. So I'm going to hand this over to you, boys, and 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 off you go. This game was fantastic. Had absolutely everything you'd want in a game of football. Uh, one of the, my most enjoyable games of watching NFL in in actually a little while, especially when you consider the fact that you always watch football for, for fantasy these days. That was ahead of a game. Yeah, Belter, I, I thought from a Bills fan perspective, I was going into it a bit concerned. Injuries mounting up. Um, going into the 12th man, I thought this was going to be tricky. Um, but the Bills were on it. They they looked good in this game, especially offensively, which is something you don't see very often. Um, Tyrod Taylor looked good passing the ball. They looked like they could run the ball. Um, and they could legitimately have won this game. It was exciting. Had everything you could possibly want. I really was impressed with... Uh... Richie Cornejo, I thought that was great lineman play. You saw him, there was a few plays where they actually showed replays of him laying out D lineman and then moving to the second level, clearing lanes. Shady McCoy, don't get me wrong, Shady McCoy is an elite football player. But, I mean, that was just a great game of football. I, I, the Bills, to me, after this game, and they've had a positive season. They've had some really big, uh, good games, a lot of action, with the Ryan brothers and that type of offense, the Bills are, for the first time in my lifetime of watching football, a relevant team. They're also yeah. exciting to watch. That. And uh, well, how long since we've been able to say that about Buffalo? You're going back to Jim Kelly, probably. Um, Very much so. I, just watching Tyrod Taylor 
some of the some of the plays in that game, some of the, the all all sorts of highlight reel stuff from start to finish. I think that the one thing that the Bills didn't manage to do was shut down Jimmy Graham. Yeah. And a couple of amazing one-handed catches, um, and that was that was what did for the Bills. Essentially, they 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 couldn't the Seahawks couldn't run the ball at all. I think they totaled something like less than fifty yards rushing, um, but they couldn't handle Jimmy Graham and Doug Baldwin. And that's uh, other than a few extremely dodgy refs calls that didn't didn't help. Um, but they they couldn't couldn't keep hold of Jimmy Graham. Well, but that was the, that's the shame. Given what a game it was. Um, it was, you know, Russ, is he injured? How fit is he? Having a performance as he did, still using his wheels. Um, uh, Tyra Taylor looked good at times. Uh, uh, did he manage to get 300 yards? I don't think he's had a 300-yard game, but I know at one point it was 298 or something like that. So one of his, you know, best passing performances, as well as still using the legs. Buffalo, not a receiver in sight, really. Given the amount of things that did happen, it was such a shame that, you know, essentially poor officiating had such a significant impact on the outcome, or at least you could reasonably hypothesize that those missed calls, that kick, the offside, no whistle, how much of an impact did it have on the result? Yeah, and Richard Sherman's a dirty bastard. <laughs> yeah. Richard that's... Sherman's also stupid. <laughs> I, I... Defensive players are stupid. Yeah. So yeah, the calling question, Craig. Um, it's end of the first half. Bills, Bills going for a field goal. Richard Sherman's obviously trying to get in to block the field goal. Um, the whistle goes because he's in an offside position. He hears the whistle because you can clearly see him look up and look at the ref. And Richard Sherman thinks, "Fuck it, I'm going to go and pile into Dan Carpenter anyway." Um, smashes into him, attempting to break his leg, and the refs don't call anything other than the offside. Should have been a personal foul. Um, so at least 15 more yards, they would have attempted the kick again and probably made it. Um, but because they didn't give the personal foul, it meant that uh, the kicker had to go off injured. He then lost, um, missed, missed, ended up missing the kick. And yeah, but you've, you're, missing the, you're missing the delay of game penalty in between. And the delay right? of game. I mean, that, that, that was key. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was a bad, yeah, it's a bad call, but you, you've got to be more professional than that. I don't know who that's on. It might be Rex or whoever it is, but you, you five yards but, back but, from there. But the thing is, it was it shouldn't have been given as a delay of game had it been given as a personal foul. So roughly because the, the, the clock would have stopped. Well, okay, but and that, that yeah, they, the they still they still did that. Silly. So, it, so Silly. it meant that you know an extra five yards onto the kick, you miss it, and. Then you're talking if those points are on, they're not necessarily saying that the second half is going to go in the exact same way, but you stick those three points on and the Bills don't have to go for the touchdown at the end. A field goal ties it and takes it into overtime. It's a completely different game. Um, So it's, yeah, poor officiating um, and there's a whole issue with deflating balls as well, which we won't talk about. Poor officiating in Seattle on a a night game. We've never seen that. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It would seem that that was quite a contentious game, chaps. I should, probably should have watched that, being as, uh, you know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Arguably the game of the weekend, I'd say. Never mind. Um, there'll be another one next week. Um, <laughs> I think that's enough for news, really. There's so much to talk about this week, but if we don't move on, uh, this podcast will be 15 hours long, and I, I'm bugging if I'm going to listen to that twice. So... Yeah, let's move on. Let's talk about 
some fantasy football. So big performances this week in the fantasy corner. Um, big Melv, 32 points. Um, I'm going to go... Again. Just going to go with nicknames here because, you know, I'm, I'm street. Um, Latete, 30 points. Anyone nice. Know who that is? Murray? Yeah. Uh, I think Latete should should stick. Mark, uh, Mark Ingram, I couldn't come up with a, a decent nickname because he's boring. So just Mark Ingram. <laughs> uh, 20, 29 points and Rusty uh, with 26 points this week um, some big big performances and Tyrod Taylor as well he had a, a big week but another guy who keeps proving the doubters wrong who is my vote for um, player of the month for October but also and you might want to consider this should we start a hashtag drive for JHIE for sports personality of the year <laughs> I'd love it. Britain's, I'd love it. If Britain's second, Britain's second best sporting export after Andy Murray. The NFL UK would love that. Yeah, yeah let's let, let, let's that. get a drive for Britain's JHI for sports personality of the year. Taking the NFL by storm with nearly 500 yards in three games. <laughs> Yeah. Over 500 there's, yards. There's this guy in America who none of you've heard of. He's had three good games. Let's get him in. Exactly. Well, mate, people have won Sports Personality of the Year based on less. Oh, oh yeah, I thought I, I know it. But, uh, yeah, he didn't win this year, but fair play. I think we should try and get him in. So, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be hashtagging uh, Jay for Spotty. Um, you can join me or not. Kev, you, it might backfire when Cutler gets it. Oh, yeah. Britain's Britain's JHIE for sports, sports personality of the year 2016 as a hashtag. It's punchy. Go yeah, with it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Almost as punchy as our as our podcast name. Um, <laughs> anyway, look, let's you know we're 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 pressed for time, so we're not going to talk too much about individual performances. But we're getting to the point of the season now where you're going to start if you're lucky enough to be in the position to start thinking about playoffs. Any players you can see on the horizon that are going to help go forward that maybe aren't on the radar at the moment? I imagine he's gone now, but if you didn't already, or if you didn't in the last couple of weeks, picking up Jimmy Graham was a good decision. I know he was on the way before a lot of leagues two weeks ago, three weeks ago, and uh, could be important moving forward. Yeah. And uh, I happen to have him. You do, after I dropped him because my running backs got injured, but hey, hey. Um, yeah, can't keep dropping these championship winning teams. I know it's amazing. I, I dropped Odell Beckham the year, the first year he played as well, which was brilliant. Drafted him, then dropped him. Yeah, I would say tight end as well. Tyler Eifert, he's back. Had one game, scored some points. Um, for, at the running back slot, how do you how do you feel about these? Saints and 49ers running backs. They had a big week last week. Are they people you should be looking at? You, you, Dejuan Harris and uh, and Tim Hightower. Well, in the Niners case, where there's little else in their offense, maybe you'd consider it. But no, I mean, I, the, the, the their opposition isn't. They're not going to be playing each other every week from now on, are they? They're going to be yeah. coming up against <laughs> better teams. Yeah. Someone I would like at in the running back position, someone who emerged a little bit in their in their last game, um, had as many carries as Rashad Jennings was Paul Perkins, the rookie at 
um, the New York Giants is available in a huge amount of leagues and looked like he was breaking out a little bit in this game and um, could be the person that they're going to on the depth chart as they're starting running back for the second half of the season. Rashad Jennings is the worst running back I've ever seen. He's That's probably why they won't play him anymore. Absolute dog shit. Um, what, what might be a valuable tool at this time of, year, of the year is to identify the teams in your league that are, are sort of towards the bottom, you know, not really playing for anything, but might have that player that will push you over the edge. Is it a, a tactic to, to start tapping them up and uh, exploiting these, these guys at the bottom end of the league? Maybe getting a cheeky little trade out of someone that's not really that invested anymore. Well, I, I don't know. Is there anyone who can put themselves in the mindset of someone who's doing poorly? <laughs> yeah. you can... You've got to admit to yourself that you're doing shit in order all I'm saying, I'm just putting it out there, but I would be receptive. Dougie, have you got anyone you're looking to shop? I would be receptive to anyone because you've got to remember that fantasy is about stitching stitching your mates up. And if all I'm saying is, if there was anyone out there that came to me with a decent offer, and I'm not taking the piss, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna trade, you know, uh, a Tom Brady for uh, Sebastian Janikowski, but there's 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 deals to be done. Well, neither of us want Martin to win, Doug, so let's talk after this. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's why they have vetoes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> I will vote against. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. No doubt it will be to stitch me up. <laughs> I don't know. We can Craig. only hope, Craig. It's not all about you, Craig. It's not all about you. Um, all I right. think that you've got to look at things. like In order to approve your team, though, the, the wire is pretty much shot to bits now. It's dead. There's yeah, nothing, there's is there? Nothing out there at all. You've so, got a week to make a trade, and then I reckon it's done. I think and you've got what you've got, and you've got to hope for the best that luck comes in. It's 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 all luck now. You ride with what you've got, and fingers crossed that you do the business. My team the last two weeks has been utter dog shit. Um, you've just got to hope that you're the players that you've got left before. Yep, I think that's enough fantasy stuff. Let's move on. Okay, so last week we started off our fantasy offense and we talked about quarterbacks. And Craig, you'll be delighted to know that Mr. Brady is the yeah. Long no Snapper podcast official QB. Would you have gone elsewhere? Obviously. Oh, yeah, you'd, have had, you'd have had RG3, right? Anybody else. Oh. <laughs> Any, anybody else apart from Sam Brady. Seriously, then? Anybody except for you and Sam Brady. Who would you have gone? Uh, well, I, I, I listened to your uh, best Stalin impression, and I would have liked to have heard more of an argument for Peyton Manning. I, I don't see how you can have passed it. No, I, veto, move on. Yeah, um, so tight ends. Peyton Manning needed to be discussed. Peyton Manning. <laughs> no. Chad Pennington. Or Brett Favre. I, do, I do love Brett Favre. Uh, Brett didn't get a mention, did he? Actually, that's that's a yeah. fair one. Yeah, Brett, no, he didn't Brett get a mention at all. Somebody else. He was didn't. on my list. You know, somebody else who didn't get a mention. Big John Elway. He was on my list as well. I I I listened back and thought we never talked about Elway. I don't know no. why that happened there, but anyway, let's talk about the next position in the list, and we're going for tight ends this week. Uh, we've we've got a decision to make about our receivers because I think we decided we were going three wide, so I don't know whether we do. Uh, number one receivers, number two complementary receiver and a slot receiver, or if we just go three receivers. Three receivers. Yeah, yeah. Because three... They'd do a job, wouldn't they? 
Yeah. Yeah, but you you may get more out of having a complimentary blend. But anyway, we, we can cross that bridge anyway when we come to it. But we're going to talk tight ends this week. Um, what I mean, I take it from from this whole situation. We we're gonna we're gonna be going for a pass catching tight end. We're not going to be going for your your sixth lineman. Well, I, I threw that in there. I, I, yes, of course we are, but it's it's worth noting. You know, it's 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 not a position that's just about catching passes, but ultimately that's what gets noticed. Um, you you you're not going to be in the Hall of Fame as a tight end if you can only block, are no, you? So no, you're not. So um, let let let's uh, throw it out there. I reckon we've got a consensus for the tight end here. Would I be right? I think there's, there's, one, there's one name top two. Top two. A top two. So let me go with the second one. Would the second one be Tony Gonzalez? No. Tony Gonzalez was was my first, actually. Craig, we agree on something. Was your first? I'm going to say that as well. Boys, boys, I hate it, but me too. Number one. Tony Gonzalez. Conversation over. Brilliant. Let's move on. (laughs) Tony Gonzalez was both both your number ones. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I. Here's the thing on Tony Gonzalez. If he had two or three rings on his fingers, we wouldn't even be hesitating. That would yeah. be he'd be straight in there. And actually, it's a position that you can't necessarily influence your team all that much. It's not like a QB who would have more of a direct result on or a direct impact on how a team does in the long term. Tony Gonzalez. You know, at the risk of bringing you down again a little bit, Dougie, he hasn't necessarily played for, for the best team um, for a lot of his career. Um, he had a chance towards the end as a Falcon. But, yeah, if, if, he'd, if he'd been there, done that in the Super Bowl, we wouldn't even think twice. It's funny how think... it's funny how a player's greatness is directly linked to the amount of Super Bowl rings he's got, which is, you know, always massively unfair for me. You look at some of the QBs that have never won a ring and does does the fact that they didn't play on good teams make them any less of a player? And it's it's the advantage that my number one pick, Rob Gronkowski, he's got. He's got the rings. I think Tony Gonzalez, just one thing we've got to note about the guy is he was one of the first guys, certainly over a consistent period of time, who proved that you could blow block and be a pass catcher and effective in the red zone. That's why he was he was my number one. That that athletic basketball type player. I'm sure Gates was on a few people's lists as well. But the guy's done it for so long and, and pulled in so many touchdowns, got so many yards. But Grant was also on the list, no question. You've got Shannon Sharp as well, going back a little bit further. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Shannon, yeah. Sharp was, Shannon Sharp was number three in my list. Yeah. Um, I think a, a, a brilliant um, almost like broke the mould a little bit. It was a bit of a cock, but generally a, a fantastic um, <laughs> touchdown catching uh, tight end. You say, you say that there, but you don't say that about Gronk. I like Gronk. I think he's a great. Might... I think Gronk's a great guy. Yeah, Gronk's he's hilarious. Not, Gronk's not a cock. He's just an idiot. No. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think Gronk's brilliant. Yeah, he's he's just. Um... Maybe I just couldn't ever think that of a of a patriot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that that's was... that's probably my issue really. If you're yeah. going to chuck Gronk in there, I am going to say for the years, for the two years at New Orleans, if we're just talking about greatness captured in a bottle there, Jimmy Graham has to be mentioned. I mean, he's had spouts here and there, but for that two years, you saw this man 
run faster than everyone, jump higher than everyone, catch balls in the biggest uh, radius than anyone. I mean, this guy was unstoppable. He was, he was a wide receiver at the same time. Absolutely, a, a big, strong, powerful wide receiver. Yeah, absolutely. I don't, I don't know if you guys know, you but can he can say played... the same thing about Gronk, though. Of course, you can. I don't know if you guys know, but he played basketball in college. Um, as did Gonzalez, yes. as did my other choice, Antonio Gates, Gates who yeah. <laughs> you know he has done it for nearly a decade now. Um, not to be overlooked, but again, suffers from the no ring syndrome. Great player on shit team. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I see what you're saying about Graham and, and, and the guys who've done it over a short period of time, but you see, it, it, it's much more difficult to, to produce over a long period of time than it is to do it for a couple of years to an extremely high level. Yeah, I agree. And I, I think you've almost got to look at, with, with Gonzalez and Gates, the fact that they're doing it on a team that is pretty poor actually makes, as an argument, it makes their achievement all that much better. Um, because in theory... Craig could go in and do a job at tight end for the, the Patriots. Well, could he, I don't want he... to bring up a murderer, but others have. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but, then... Exactly right. You look at Martellus Bennett this year, he's doing all right. But at the same um, time, that they've had a anyone? lot of tight ends that haven't. Yeah. Um, you, I think that's one he's of the reasons. Got some skills. I think that's one of the reasons Tony Gonzalez is up there for me is because in his, I think maybe second to last year, the man did go and catch something like maybe eight or ten touchdowns. So, you know. He did it in this very modern era when we had seen this wide receiver tight end hybrid. Uh, I've got a lot of time for Tony because it's really sh- real shame he didn't get me. Yeah. Okay, so boys, oh, yeah. we're going to we're gonna have to choose our tight end. We're going to have to choose one. And Tony it's G. between Gronk and Gonzalez. Who are we going for? Tony Gonzalez for me. And me. Yep. So, Tony Gonzalez, welcome to the club. You're in. That's a, a Brady to Gonzalez. Now, that would have been a, a, a connection that I'd have liked to have seen at some point, but uh, sadly, <laughs> yeah. sadly and God, not. And God, and God forbid, if we'd have put in our all-time best team, if we'd have had Brady and Gronk, yeah. I think people would have stopped listening to the feature. <laughs> yeah, possibly, quite Facts. possibly. <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's leave that there. Park it next week. Do you want to do running backs or do you want to do receivers? Running backs. Same running backs season. next week. So we got we were going for a single back. So what I'm going to suggest is that we do two running backs because uh, they break. Oh, well, yeah. well, should we? In should fact, should we, we do we running back by committee? No. What we'll do, we'll, <laughs> we'll have. <laughs> I like that. What we'll do, we'll have our every down back and our change of pace back. Okay. All right. Yeah. Presumably, uh, at some point, we get to the long snapper. Has <laughs> <laughs> yeah. to happen, right? You could name me more than two long snappers. No. No. Exactly. On top of my head, I couldn't have you one. <laughs> I bet one of them. There's got to be one called Dave, right? <laughs> At least and, one. And Steve. I, I'm not Steve. sure I can even Colin. name the Titans long snapper, if I'm no. honest. Yeah. Anyway, chaps, it's time for the one-sentence previews. Um, I've got I've got a song this week that we're going to use, so should we, should we get on with it? Week 10's one-sentence previews will start with the Browns at the Ravens. Why, God, why? The Browns don't get yards and the Ravens don't give yards away. One-way traffic in boring Baltimore. Texans at Jags. Battle the two most disappointing teams in football. Both trying to break up years, both missed the mark. Broncos at Saints. A classic brilliant defence versus brilliant offence matchup. Rams at Jets. My Jets take on the morbidly boring Rams. Chew Goff and the return of the great Sean Turf. 
Chiefs at Panthers. Low scoring, big defense. Might be one to miss on red zone. Falcons at Eagles. Could be a game of catch up, but I'm not sure the Eagles have enough catch to up. Bears at Bucks. Ugh. Well, I wonder if there'll be a weather delay. <laughs> Vikings at Redskins. The sliding Vikings and their makeshift O-line attempt to get back on track in a must-win game for both sides. Packers at Titans. There's probably never been a better time for the Titans to play the Packers. Dolphins at Chargers. Dolphins at Chargers. Let's go, JHI. Sports Personality of the Year 2016. <laughs> 49ers at Cardinals. If the Cardinals can't win this one at home, then they are done. Cowboys at Steelers. Can the faltering Steelers find a way to stop Dak and the boys? Their search for consistency continues. Seahawks at Pats. Offense plays defense in a clash of philosophies at Gillette Stadium. And the Bengals at the Giants on Monday Night Football is a game for relevance. And that is your one sentence previews. Just got a little one. The Ravens. Boring, boring Baltimore, Mark, you say. I'll give you a stat. 22 out of their last 24 games have been decided by one score or less. How about that? That's because they don't score any points. still boring shit to watch them. <laughs> yeah. If you win games 3-0, it's still dull as shit. Yeah, the, the, the Ravens are just pretty, pretty, just blech, aren't they? Joe yeah, Flacco's rubbish. Um, I mean, I quote that stat, but I don't want to watch it. No, no, nor do I. So, yeah. Nor do I. God, no. <laughs> Okay, so any other business? Uh, I'll kick us off this week. I want to talk about illness and primarily children bringing home illnesses from school. As you know, I've been laid up now with the same cold that I've had for the last three podcasts. And it, and it's come from some <coughs> ratty... And it sounds like somebody else's as well. And it sounds like some ratty kids at school who who eat twigs or whatever are giving me these hideous diseases... And I'm sick to death of it. There should be a a, a morat is a mor moratorium. Would that be the correct word? If basically, if a child is brought into school displaying any symptoms of illness, that child should be pushed out the door, thrown out the back of the school, and just left for his parents to work it out. Stop making me ill. Stop ruining my life. I hate it. I hate children with diseases. My kids never get ill unless some other kid's giving it to them. So what are these people doing? I've had enough of it. I feel your pain, Doug. I've got the same thing. Um, my my little one's had a cough for about a month now. He's finally um, given in and given it to me. Um, sick, sick of it. Sick of it, sick of it, sick of it. And then you go to work and you get shouted at because you're then giving it to everyone at work. Yeah, so you don't you go to work ill, do you? But you quite happily send your kid to school ill. Scumbag yeah. parents. <laughs> anyway... We like we like to blame somebody when we get a cold. It will be such and such's fault. Well, it is, it's, it's it's scumbag. It's, it's always kids. somebody. Yeah, horrible little <laughs> shits. You know the ones. <laughs> so, so are you, are you suggesting, Doug, that we should, in order to prevent us getting ill, we need to be slaughtering children? Basically, I'm, I'm fine. I'm I'm, I'm okay yeah. with it. I'm okay with it. Either either that, or there, there's somebody that stands on the gate to the school just. Vetting them as they come in, like yes, yes, no, yes, no, no, yes, <laughs> like that, and then they just just keep it out of schools, just keep it out. But then any of them were those doing at Heathrow after after the Ebola outbreak, they were vetting people like that as they came back. Yeah, too right, too right. Adam, what yeah, you got for us? I'm all for that. Um, I've got a little uh, rant about my bank. I mean, I, I could name them. 
But, dude, I mean, dude I, I it's, not like they give, it's not like they give us right. money, is it? <laughs> I mean, they used to have a nice griffin as their logo, and now they've just got some red diamonds or whatever the hell it is. Um, when was in a different continent last year, and um, they cancel <coughs> cancelled my debit card because I, I told them where I was going and then used it in that country. Um, <laughs> then I had to, to call them back about it. it was on hold with a international call for I don't know how long um but the the rant isn't about them doing that the rant is about them then on that call when I've already moaned about how long I've been on hold and what's happened and having to explain this and how much the phone call is going to cost that they decided once the business was concluded to then sell me some more of their services while still on the phone yesterday I get an email dear Mr Foxcroft Further to your recent visit to the branch, I apologise that I did not have time to speak to you with regards to your banking needs. I would like to extend an invitation for you to come in and speak to one of my colleagues with regard to <laughs> discussing the potential of a better return on your savings, your eligibility for an upgrade to blah, 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 a free no obligation quote for a mortgage, remortgage, a review of your home, buildings, contents, insurance. It goes on, it goes on. I didn't even go into the branch. It transpires. <laughs> that my wife paid in a check for me. That's all she did. Dropped it in the slot, whatever. So they've, they've obviously logged everybody who's gone into the branch that day and thought, right, we're going we're gonna to get some sales out of this. You come into the bank, you must, you must want to get new home insurance or travel around the world. At, I don't know. Just, just, just let me have a bank account and leave me alone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. Banks are arseholes. They're just arseholes. I've got one now that's related to that. What an arsehole? So my, yeah, I've got an arsehole. <laughs> I talk out of it most of the time. Um, so, my, so my only other business would be that my um, my buildings and contents insurance was up recently, and I got the you know the standard letter through that you get saying, "Oh, this is your renewal. This is your renewal cost. Just don't do anything, and it will roll over." So I thought I'll, I'll be a bit prudent, cut some costs and see what there is out there. I came back with a quote that was lows cheaper. Um, went back to my original provider, who's Barclays, by the way, fuckers. And, um, <laughs> and was on the phone to them, as you do, oh, really sorry, going to have to cancel because I've got a quote that's much cheaper. Oh, oh sorry, Mr. Salem, to hear that. Out of interest, what is the quote that you've been given? Oh, well, actually, you charged me 418 and the, the renewal quote I've had is 250 Oh, well, tell, tell you what, sir. What about if I match it? Well, tell you what. Why Jeez. the fuck didn't you just offer me yeah. that in the first place? Yeah. <laughs> if I that, I wouldn't have been looking around. Why is it that you can think you can justify trying to charge people, existing customers, through the nose, and then at the drop of a hat, you can when they threaten to leave drop the price fuck off yeah some greasy no little polyp in loyalty, a, is there? some no. greasy little polyp in a call center in glasgow who has no idea about anything suddenly saving you 250 quid a year Nightmare. yeah winds me up why yeah. can't why can't they just reward loyalty by offering you their best price at the start you should have said 13 pounds do you now regret saying 250 well, I went with the other price anyway because just right. that principle. Yeah. Um, I, I decided against yeah. it, and I wouldn't go. Nice, nice, good man. Yeah. I would have caved. I couldn't be asked that. I would have said, accepted it. Good man. Yeah. <laughs> went with the other one anyway. Fuck it. Fuck you, Barclays. <laughs> Craig, I know what you're going to talk about. Listen, we are you all... going to leave his mic on? 
<laughs> yes. Yeah, no, Stalin. I hope, you, I hope you're playing Stalin. the uh, I hope you're playing the Star Spangled Banner over this bit, Doug. Alright, mate. Good, yeah. good call. Good call. But then yeah. intermix it with the my president is black by Jay Z. But what else? So listen, we all woke up this morning uh to the knowledge that a buffoon, an imbecile, a moron is leader of the free world. Now, you may say, Craig, that's not cool. That's rude. If you do that, you make it the same as uh, you make us the same as them. No, it's an accurate description. The guy's an idiot. We've heard the horrible, vile uh, things that he said. We know this about him. Guy is a penis. That isn't my problem. Part of that, I've got two main points. One, the political establishment and all involved, particularly the left. I blame you, you bunch of fucking idiots. We can't blame a child for stabbing themselves in the eye when you left a machete on the kitchen counter. You were meant to be there to protect the interests of the people, and we allowed these two fucking fools to argue about who was right and who was wrong, and no one offered a plan, and people felt that this buffoon was the better of two evils can't believe it we need a different physical establishment worldwide it is going to affect us i'm legitimately worried about my you know the sun's future and, and what it means uh, for the country at the very at the very least what it says about americans and people and how disenfranchised they feel second if you believe that everybody deserves basic human rights and should be treated with respect, do something now. Like now's a good time to just talk to people, be nice, maybe get involved. You know what I mean? Prove that love is more powerful than hate and shit. Unity is better than division. Like, this is a really embarrassing day for the world and like we've only got ourselves to blame a little bit. I think you're right. What you say about the Democrats is spot on and that if they had managed to come up with even a halfway credible candidate, they would have walked this election. How they've managed to pick someone that has managed to even turn the the, the female vote against her, the, <laughs> the gay vote against her, the Hispanic vote against her. There are even Muslims voting for Trump because they hate Hillary Clinton. When you've got a situation like that, the Democrats have fucked this up big time. They've only got themselves to blame. I've just been sketching pictures of DNA. What else? Yeah. <laughs> what else? You know, just uh, so, just drawing the genomes. Um, don't care. Just just don't care. Whatever. Um, there's, there's quite a few people that do, though, Doug. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> one of them, though, so whatever. <laughs> no. I genuinely couldn't give a monkey's fuck. It's not like he's going to raise my taxes, is it? No, but he might send us to war or some shit. You know, he might kill a yeah. few Well, he won't send me to war. Yeah. He's not going to send might, you might end the world at some you're stage by doing you're something dodgy with the political football. Old. No yeah. one's going to go to war. Stop rowing. Don't worry about it. None of our kids are going to go to war. They're too young. Don't care. <laughs> and besides, the only people that go to war in this country are people that willingly signed on the line. Oh, mate. But... Even if you're in the army, it's pretty shit if you go to war for no fucking reason. Like, well, there's always a reason. That. There's always a reason. No, no, no. Sometimes there literally isn't a reason. There's always a reason, Craig. 
He's not. <laughs> listen, he's not just going to go and say, "Oh, fancy." Let's start war. Let's let's have a war with Canada. We haven't had a good war in six months. Let's let's go and do that. You know. I'm pretty sure the man said, "Let's just build a wall." That, that yeah. stuff like that, stuff like that kind of. Craig, I'll have, I'll have a bet with you right I'm now. Best mates with Putin, stuff like that causes I'll, wars. You know? I'll have a bet with you right now that there's no wall built. I'll oh, put my yeah, house on it. I'll put my house on it. Whatever, <laughs> whatever. You won't, you won't be able to, Doug. You won't have any bricks to build the house to put on the, <laughs> put on it. It's already uh, built, mate. I'm sitting in it now. I'm sitting in it right now. It's already built. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> Um, yeah. Shall we? Yeah. Let's do it. See you later, boys. Okay, chaps. Done. This is, this is our special little bit. This is the Wonkers to a Man, uh, review. Week nine of the season. And we can't really talk about much more than me doing the double over the world's greatest fantasy manager. I've won two games this year, both against Martin, and 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 to me, I might get a little trophy minted for that. <laughs> I think you deserve it, mate. Well oh, done. Congratulations to you. Happy times. Just happy times. And it, it was quite funny, actually, because uh, going into the late games, Martin still had two spaces in his team, and I know that in his brain, he was thinking, I won't even need to fill them. I'll get to keep those spots on my bench. So we got to the end of the early games and I was in quite a commanding position and all of a sudden he's scrabbling around trying to find a couple of players to slot into his team. I think you were looking at it in, in that matchup and when you've, you had Christian Michael leading back for the Seahawks still to go and Devontae Booker still for the late Sunday night game still to go and he was probably thinking, I'm still going to do all right here and then they got 9.1 points combined. Um, yeah, I bet he was pissed off. Yeah, brilliant, isn't it? <laughs> it is good uh, Craig you're, you're sitting pretty you had another win against Mark yeah less said, right. less said about this week the better I think <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy look I'm, I'm summer I've, I've not got a quarterback I've still not got a quarterback my quarterback over the uh, course of the season has scored me an average of under 10 points a week like it is killing me but yeah, um, Zeke, man, Zeke. Is there a better rookie? That's rookie of the year, isn't it? Got to be. Maybe even offensive gotta player be. of the year. Yeah, got to yeah. be. Um, I'm, um, I, I'm, I, I, my week wasn't helped by the fact that I fucked up with. I didn't drop um, Jaquiz Rogers. That was a fuck up from my part. Still twenty I, points though. Yeah, well, yeah, quite. Then I had Jeremy Macklin didn't didn't score, got injured, um, which didn't help. Um, <laughs> It was shit throughout. And I, I've got a couple of questions, really, for my team going forward. I'm like, Todd Gurley is not doing the business. Do you stick with him? And then Cam Newton is is something like 14th, I think, in quarterbacks behind people. There's, I think there's about six quarterbacks ahead of him in fantasy points scored that aren't currently on rosters. But I'm sticking with him because he's Cam Newton. Um, I don't know. It's I feel like I'm at a crossroads. Not getting the running points, is he? No real close games this week, though. Um, or... The only game, the only game we've got to talk about is uh, All Stars versus the Randy Learners. And if I'm not wrong, they made a trade earlier in the season, in which Learners gave away Matt Ryan and Isaiah Crow, uh, Crowell, um, rather, um, and you know that's come back to hurt them this week because Matt Ryan 
another 27 points, more than Aaron Rodgers, the QB, decide, uh, the learners decided to keep. Uh, and, you, you know, you score 110 points and you, it's a horrible loss. You can't score 110 points to, to and lose. But All-Stars came in with the big points, 120 that's the problem you've got to, it's hard you build a team to win every week some weeks you score 130 points it doesn't help if you score 60 points the following week um, but learners are very very big 110 and still to lose out to the team they made the trade with tough tough going yeah you've got to be pissed off when you've traded away the highest points scorer in fantasy football and I missed that trade I turned that trade down Madness. You could have had Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan would have meant giving up Shady. It was too difficult. Uh, you probably should have done it. In, on yeah, I should have done it because I could have yeah, got a running be. back. Yeah. I would have yeah. got Matt. I could have got Matt Forte. Oh, that could be the championship. Let's look at week ten then. Uh, starting off, battle of the basement in the national division. Myself against uh, Nick's Black Dragons. Who you got in this one, guys? Uh, well, <laughs> well he's, he's got um, he's got Frank Gore and um, Doyle on a bye for bye. the Colts yeah that's going to hurt him um, Russell Wilson's not doing a huge amount D'Angelo Williams um, D'Angelo Williams Williams at Miami nothing Jordy Nelson's not doing great Cole Beasley's probably going to be his highest point scorer this week I think I think you might do alright Doug yeah, I think it's... I've sort of stumbled into a half decent team now um, it's only yeah. really the quarterback. If um, the rumor has it, it, Doug Martin's coming back this week, so I'll have Ajayi, Barber, Randall Cobb, Greg Olson, Tyler Eifert. So that's that's a team I can get on board with. I'm picking myself for that game. Who are you going with? The only thing, the only thing that might hurt you is the Seahawks defense um, playing away at New England might might hurt you. Might want to pick up another D somewhere. Yeah, well, I've got the two backup um, Tampa Bay running back, so. I can pick a D up there. Uh, yeah, so who we, who we got? I'm I'm going for the hot cliff tantrums. Oh, two in a row. Yeah, you, you're going to be three and seven. Whoop de do. Two games behind you. Um, Red sixty one against Cannonars Dynasty this week. Then big problems with buys, Craig. I see you've got David. Yeah, it's Carr the first week. And Lashawn McCoy in a buy. Um, and he picked up Blake Bortles, which is. It, if Bortles can get some garbage time, then I'll. I think I'll be all right, and I think that'll do. That'll clinch. I, I think it's a big, big week for me. I don't think there'll be garbage time in that game. They're playing Houston. It'll just be a garbage yeah. game. It'll probably be three yeah. all or something, <laughs> six three. Um, or hopefully 30, 31, 27. <laughs> running backs are pretty even. Terrell Pryor. I think this will be a close one. I think it'll be a close one. And Jordan Reed was coming into some good form for Washington before their bye as well. So I reckon yeah, he's looking like a good threat. He only projected seven, six point seven. He's going to get more than that, I reckon. I'm going for projections are shit. I'm going for oh, the, that's true. I'm going for I the think dynasty in that one. Um, slight edge. Mark red sixty one. And Craig's going to go I'm gonna, for himself. I'm going to call it a dead, a dead heat. Okay, a we'll draw. Craig's gone for a draw. Um, <laughs> the big brown bears against the Sioux girls uh, pretty much full strength apart from T.Y. Hilton for the bears and absolutely full strength for the Sioux girls so except for my kicker who's on a bye but yeah kickers don't kick matter out. so what yeah, pick another one up kick. although it is, although it is Vinatieri who's the top kicker in the game so that is a bit of a loss you're still going to um, drop him though 
Yeah, well, yeah. Well, no, I'm not. I'm going to keep him. He's getting benched, and I'll bring him back. Fair enough. Um, <sighs> I think you've got the edge. Know. You've got the edge in your in the, your one of your flex spots, but um, Martin has David Johnson in a flex spot. So, yeah. <laughs> and Dion Lewis looking to come back soon. So. Yeah, Rashad Mashu has been a good pickup for me for Tennessee. He's he's done well. Um, I need Emmanuel Sanders to start scoring some points. Jeremy Macklin's done fuck all. Todd Gurley's done fuck all. I've obviously got to take out Jaquiz Rogers this week because I still haven't done that yet. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Cam Newton's got, my my team's got a lot of questions. It's projected fifty points at the minute. Who are we going for? I, I think. Sorry. I was going to say I I just think that if Cam Newton can't get the big Cam Newton points, I think you're in a cropper there. Right, boys, here's a question for you then. Cam Newton playing the Kansas City defence at home or Phil Rivers at home to Miami? Who are you going with? I'm playing Martin here, so I want some genuine advice. Oh, I've got to be honest, full disclosure, I did have a waiver pick for Phil Rivers this week because <laughs> I needed a quarterback and I fucking hate that man. I hate that man. <laughs> with a passion but I did go for Rivers because I thought it's such a nice matchup their defence is shit and their offence scores points so yeah. you're maybe going to have to go oh, I hate to say it I think I might have to drop Cam you know yeah Heroes against the All-Stars full strength lineups again apart from Amari Cooper for the All-Stars um, Roethlisberger shaky for the Heroes I would say still not fully fit that all-Stars team can be very good. Yeah, I think both these teams are two of the, you know, I think all uh, heroes have had a bit of a unlucky run with their record. Uh, I think both these teams are two of the better teams in the league. Uh, I think I'm going to go All-Stars at the moment. I think Matt Ryan, Philly, points. I'm going to go All-Stars too. Yeah, the heroes rely on the Steelers to be good. Um, and they're too inconsistent at the moment to to justify necessarily Roethlisberger. And Lev Bell's not been great. Um, so I'm I'm going to say the All-Stars and all. Okay, moving on. Uh, the Eagle Bazooka Lions against the Learners. Uh, the Eagle Bazooka Lions have got six players on by, five players on by, and have <laughs> filled, their, filled their team up with replacement players but, Anyone else? <laughs> but actually, doesn't look that bad. They've got Robinson, um, Demarius Thomas, Gary Barnage, Benjamin. Um, They're running backs, man. D Jackson. Yeah, Don Jackson. Yeah. Wow. And TJ <laughs> yelled, "Wow, that's that." Actually, they're going to get humped, aren't they? Don, yeah. Don, Jack, Don Jackson has a collective three point two points this season. Yeah, they're <laughs> the, going to get the bumped. problem. The problem with the Bazooka Lions is even their good players have been shit this year. So I think this is a this is going to be a learner's domination. Still won four Ooh, games though. Unbelievable. Still won four games. And they are only the one game Steelers. Be- only one They're game the behind the Steelers, learners. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, so who are we going for? I'm going for, you've got to go for the learners in that one, haven't you? The learners, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and lastly, the passes against La Roja. The league leading La Roja. Um, just looking at the teams, Crabtree and Riddick missing for the Rojas and the Golden Tate and the Bills defense missing for the passes. Um, pretty even on paper, I'd say. La Roja are scoring points. I just, 
that that is <coughs> when you look at Julio Jones and Gronk, I think it's very very, and then obviously you got Drew Brees. I think it's very very hard to 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 beat that team, and I don't see enough big point scorers. Uh, on the passes, you're looking for Marshall to have a big game. He hasn't had one all year. Evans is their best player at the uh, at the moment. I I I still think Laraha uh, this weekend uh, going to be in the latter stages of the playoffs. I think the running backs could hurt Laraha this uh, this week. Darren Sproles, nothing special, and Spencer Ware playing away at Carolina, who have um, in terms of stopping the run have looked looked really good in the last couple of games. So he might struggle a little bit. Um, but might not then be playing just... the full complement of snaps either. Sproles has been sort of eking carries out in uh, in in Philadelphia though, so maybe 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 not as as uh, bad as it may seem. He has got um, Tevin Coleman on the bench and Duke Johnson, so he's got an option. Tevin uh, Coleman, you've you got to stick Tevin Coleman back in, surely. Well, I don't know if, if he's, he's is he fit. Is he fit? Yeah. He missed the last game, yeah. Didn't practice today, didn't practice, so unlikely that he plays. Um, so, so who I are we going for? I think this one might be close to some of the other ones. Who are we going for? Um, I think we're all going for La Roja, right? I've got La Roja. Yeah. I'm going for an upset here. I'm saying Kyber passes. Fair enough then. So in summary, we've got the Tantrums, Dynasty, Brown Bears. Did we agree Brown Bears? I, I, I don't think we picked anyone. I was too busy asking for advice. All oh, right, well. Bears. Oh, yeah, I went. Who did I go for? I went you, Mark, for that. Oh, yeah, right, so, yeah, me too. Sue Girls, <laughs> um, All Stars, Learners, and La Roja, apart from Mark. Um, and that will be it. We'll talk to you again next week. Cheers. Laters. Cheers.